Hey everybody, this is Dr. Ryan Berlin and Ashley Berlin. You're listening to Align Your Health, the show about maximizing your health without drugs and surgery. We're on 55KRC, the talk station, and today we're excited about talking to you guys about um, one of the largest growing problems that we see in people's health today. And a lot of it has to do just simply with something that's changed in the last, <clears throat> really in my lifetime, in the last 30 to 40 years, which is technology. With cell phones, with computers, with laptops, iPads, tablets, literally everybody looking down and forward all the time. You guys have heard the term. Today we're talking about tech neck or text neck yes. um, or any other by any other name you want to uh, <laughs> refer to it. But we're going right. to be talking about really how detrimental this is, how working your, your job, your nine to five in front of the computer, carrying around that cell phone, looking down at it all the time, using the iPad, how it's literally destroying your health. And it's creating a lot of the spinal and joint related problems that you're having. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's interesting. This is like I feel this is definitely something in the, within the last 10 years that's been gaining traction and momentum. But that's because, you know, our lifestyle is so uh, dependent now, it seems like, on technology. And we're literally seeing now this is on the news. If you've watched the news in, in you know, recent years at all, you're going to um, see, uh, you know, articles being written in the paper and uh, episodes on on the news stations, uh, which honestly, I don't. The only time I ever see this is when friends post it on social media, Facebook, because we don't watch the news in our house. Right. But <laughs> right. that's true. But they do. Um, they do. They're running show, you know, shows and, and what are you reports now on just how how problematic this is because it's becoming such a severe issue. In fact, as a chiropractor, I'll tell you that I have seen worse spines in the children nowadays than I do in adults coming in, not necessarily in terms of degeneration yet. Um, we are seeing degeneration at much earlier ages, but in terms of the actual function, shape, and health of their spinal structure and mechanics, we're seeing worse spines in younger kids than we ever saw in older populations. So what that means is the age at which back pain, neck pain, you know, spinal-related problems pain-wise are showing up is going to be much younger for the next this generation. Right. So if I'm, an, if I'm a mom or I'm somebody who doesn't understand in, listen, we're going to go really deep into this, but but walk me through an introductory level of why is it important that your spine is in the correct position? Yeah, so that's a great question. So number one, you know, the, the neck. So for, let's start with the neck because that's really what we're talking about today. Right. Um, the neck. If you ever injure a part of your spine, I think most of us know that the one area you do not want to injure badly is your neck. Right. Uh, the French, you know, proved it to us with the guillotine. <laughs> Uh, yes. Christopher Reeves, we know that story oh, when he yeah. injured his neck. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, you, you hear about people that jumped into an empty pool or dove into a pool and hit, yeah. hit the bottom and literally, you know, injuring your neck, breaking your neck. Right. But right. Um, even things like whiplash traumas, ask somebody who's been in a couple of serious car accidents and they'll tell you how, you know, bad a neck injury is. But we're talking specifically about the neck today because the neck has a certain structure to it. It's right. actually one of the first curves to form. We'll talk about how that happens. It's one of the arguably one of the most important structures in your body in terms of protecting um, some really important neurology. But the neck of the human body is really a biomechanical marvel, um, yeah. the way it functions. It possesses really a wide range of mobility in nearly every single direction. You have all this rotation right to left, flexion, extension, but it also serves for a, as a conduit, right? Literally like a 
a pipeline, so to speak, for the major blood vessels to the brain. And it's the only pathway for the central nervous system, meaning your brain's connection to your entire body. Wow. So that joke, you know, jokingly saying when the French proved it with the guillotine, the reason why they would cut somebody off at the head and not somebody off at the waist is because when you cut somebody off at the waist, everything there up still works. Right. You cut somebody off at the neck, you destroy the connection from brain to the entire body. Wow. And so one of the important reasons that the neck region is is so critical is because of that structural integrity of the spine is designed to protect all of the healing and health function that the central nervous system is controlling to the rest of the body. So I guess what we're saying literally is like, it's impossible to have health with an unhealthy neck. Wow. That's good. That's good. You know, it's so, it's so interesting because we're not taught that generally. Right. Like it took me till I was 24 years old to ever hear that truth. Yeah. We're taught how to brush our teeth. We say this all the time. Right. Most of us know Apple, good, Twinkie, bad. Right. You're taught how to brush your teeth and take care of your teeth. You're taught that you should uh, keep a a healthy weight. Most people know if they're overweight that they don't know they they don't want to be there. Um, But nobody's ever taught how to take care of their spine and nervous system. And and what's crazy is that the nervous system is so vital to overall health and function of the human body. You know, that's really why God protected it with the hardest substance in the body, which is a series of, you know, vertebral bones that literally make up your spinal column. And so each one of those bones not only has to have a certain relationship with the one above and below, and they have to be in the right position, but they have to move properly. And so when compared to, to you know, other um, bones of, uh, you know, the, the same size, it's amazing the compressive force that the vertebra actually are designed to take on. And it's not because the bones are actually any different. Right. It's because of the structure of the spine, that the, the spine can actually deal with 10 and 20 and sometimes even 30 times its, its weight and load. And still not buckle under pressure because of the structure and the design, the actual design of it. So I that guess it's really th- interesting when you say that, because I've seen, so I, you know, we've talked about this before. I own a CrossFit gym, right? For eight years. And I've seen, I actually have seen someone lifting weights whose shoulder, you know, buckled and collapsed. But it's, it's interesting when you say that, that I've never, you know, I, I haven't seen that happen where somebody's lifting weights and, you know, and they have they have their spine, you know, like a vertebrae actually breaks and snaps. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, maybe there's a... It's very rare ever right. that you see someone break a bone in their spine under a normal situation because, you know, outside of a, a like contact sport like football right. or something, because the, the spine, the structure of it, the actual integrity, the curvatures, the shape, the alignment, how many vertebrae there are and the position that they're in, they're actually with uh, able to withstand significant loads when everything's in the proper position. It's when things are not in the proper position that it becomes weaker and it's susceptible to buckling forces and not even breaking the bones. Actually, the worst injuries you could have are the ones that you don't even know that they're there because they're slowly happening over time. So God forbid you ever break your back or break your neck. That would be horrible. But worse than that, at least when you break your neck or back, 
you know that you did it and there's surgical options to repair fractures. Right. When there is a subluxation or some sort of malposition of the vertebra where the vertebra are out of position and they're putting stress and damage on the spinal cord, sometimes you don't even know that that's happening because it's happening so slowly over time. You're looking down at a phone yeah. hours and hours a day and literally destroying and reversing that neck curvature. That's why we always encourage people when you're using something like your phone, get it up. Hold it in front of your face. Right. Get your chin up. Be looking like you're looking straight ahead. Right, if you're looking right. at a TV, I love the fact that most of our TVs now are up. Right. Computers, get them up, and we're going to protect that curve. So we're going to talk about that curve, talk about its, the health of our body and how dependent it is on that. Um, you're listening right now. Check us out on AlignHealthCenter.com. You can also check us out at DrRyanLive.com. That's where mm -hmm. we're podcasted. Also on iTunes under Align Your Health. And coming up, we're going to also tell you about an event that we're doing this coming week that we're really excited about. You're listening to Align Your Health on 55KRC, the talk station. I feel glorious, glorious. Hey everybody, this is Dr. Ryan Berlin and Ashley Berlin. You're listening to Align Your Health on 55KRC, the talk station. And today we're talking about our cervical curvature, and what that means is your neck curvature, right. um, that your, your spine is supposed to be straight from front to back. But, you know, that's when you know, we jokingly say, don't get it twisted, right? <laughs> we mean from front to back, it's supposed to be straight. But, you've, been, you've been threatening to make that T-shirt yeah. for a long Well, and then time. the other T-shirt I want to make is, but you still have to have all the right curves in all the right places. <laughs> right. And right. so your neck curve is really uh, critical to your health, that a lot of us have never been told this, but... Your brainstem, your spinal cord, and all the nerves branching off, including one of the most important nerves in your entire body called your vagus nerve, which is now being studied in cancer research and heart disease and so many other things. They're literally studying in diabetes research. So they believe that this one little nerve, not even your spinal cord, but this tiny little nerve that comes off your upper neck has more to do with our health than almost any other organ or structure in our body. It's amazing. And so when you're cervical curvature, meaning your neck curvature is not in the right position or the right shape, it literally starts shutting down the function of the nerve system and ultimately destroys your health. And so we're going to be talking about that, but I really want to invite you guys to something we're doing before we yes. even get started anymore. So good. This, um, this coming Tuesday, which would be May 7th, uh, I want to invite you guys to come on out to my office, but you have to be registered. No uninvited guests. Um, you got you to RSVP to come because we only have limited seats. But here's what Ash and Ashley and I are doing is in the last three weeks, if you want to go back and listen on Align Your Health on iTunes or DrRyanLive.com yep, slash podcast, you can listen to the last three weeks where we talked about men and women and how we're genetically different. And we're genetically different when it comes to our needs with health. Yep. That as a male versus a female, we can't eat the same way. We can't take the exact same supplements. We shouldn't even necessarily exercise in the exact same ways. That there are differences that we, we have and different things that we need in order to maximize our health. And I think a crucial um, piece of the thing that we're going to talk about this week is that, there, listen, I've been studying genetics, you know, for the past few years. And that's that's really one of the areas of my specialties lately um, is genetics. But how genetics actually 
ties back to your spine and the health of your spine. And it's a mind blowing connection, but it's absolutely critical to your genes, the health of your spine, your spinal cord, and how, if you're subluxated or not, is critical to your genetics, to your genes, and how your genes function. Absolutely. We've done even an episode on epigenetics. If you want to go back and listen to that one, where we actually talk about how your, your, your genetics influence how you develop but your spine and nervous system actually influence your genetics. So just really amazing stuff. Join us. We're going to be doing this out in Westchester, um, so north of Cincinnati, Westchester, Ohio, at my office, which is Align Chiropractic. Um, Max Living Align Chiropractic is the sign out front. We're on um, Cincinnati Dayton Road in Westchester, and you can get registered for that event by going to drryanlive.com slash events. Or DrRyanLive.com, click on menu and then click on events and mm-hmm. get registered. It's called Mars versus Venus. And um, we're going to be doing an awesome thing. I'm actually excited because this is the first time that you and I are teaching live together right. um, other than the radio. <laughs> I know. I, it's, I can't believe this is the first time we've ever done um, an event together. So I'm really excited for it, too. All right, so let's get back into this. The arguably the most important structure in your body, and one of the mo- one of the marvels, literally, when I have engineers come into the office mm-hmm. and I start teaching about the spine and nervous system, the engineers get really kind of excited about when I start talking about how the structure of the spine works, how how the angles are important, how each vertebra has facet angles. When you put those on top of each other, it creates a certain shape to the spine. The shape of the spine literally dictates the function of the spine, and the shape and function of the spine literally dictate the function of the nervous system and how healthy it is. That's too good to blow through, honestly. The shape of the spine. So the shape of each vertebra. Yeah tells what the structure of the spine is supposed to look like. Right. However, there can be problems that arise, meaning that vertebra can be out of alignment. Right. And when they're out of alignment, one or many, we can lose the proper shape to the structure of our spine. One of the most important parts of that would be our cervical curve or neck curve. Right. When the neck curve is lost, meaning it should be a 45 degree curve. You can remember that very easily. Remember 45 keeps you alive. (laughs) Right. The 45 degree curve in your neck is what is allowing life to literally flow from your brain through your spinal cord. Right. And when you have a 45 degree curve in your neck, your neck curvature is strong and it's doing its job of protecting the nervous system and keeping anything from interfering with the nervous system. Right. So when the nervous system is functioning properly, your body heals well and functions well. I love it. If you lose your neck curve... It starts to put stress and tension. You know, I got research right in front of me that says our neck curves are actually developed, believe it or not, not when our spine develops, that there's something that we actually develop as a result of dealing with the stresses of gravity. Yes. And that we're actually born with a C-shaped spine and some of the curve starts to develop in utero, but it's not until we actually start picking up up our head and strengthening through crawling that we develop this reflex that starts creating the neck curvature. Right, right. 
You know, I think that that's, it's so critical to know that. And, and, um, listen, as a new mom, I know that I was definitely guilty of trying to move my baby as fast along as possible through the stages that it was yeah. going through that he well, or she was Everyone wants through, their right? kid to potty train early. Right. Everybody. Yeah. We, yeah. Isn't that, but, but <laughs> trying to get your kid to crawl early, to walk early, to stand up right. early or encouraging walking while they're still crawling and, or putting them in all these little contraptions or devices that put them in positions where they're standing or where they're not, you know, on the ground developing those curves like they should be spending, letting your child when it's a baby and it's in that developmental stage where it's where it's crawling, letting them spend the time to develop those curvatures of the spine is crucial. Yeah, actually, one of the, the common things I see is when I see someone who has a really straight spine, not necessarily one of the bad ones where it's reversed, but really straight. Um, I'll say, have, have they ever had Do they have? How was their birth? How was their delivery? Oh, it's right. fine. There wasn't a C-section. Nope. No forceps. Nope. It was actually a pretty easy delivery. Did they come out face up, face down? Oh, they came up face down like they should because that's when the curve first starts getting introduced. Okay. Did they walk early? And all of a sudden mom's like, yeah, they were actually, they started walking at 10 months. Well, that's why they have no neck curvature. Right. Because you're supposed to crawl for several months to develop that neck curvature. So when a child only crawls for a short period of time, goes right to walking, they never actually develop the curve in their neck. Um, Another problem that we see very commonly right after birth, and you've heard these stories, how, what are some of the signs that a mom might know that their kid has a neck injury that might keep them from developing a curve? Mm, that's a great, great question because I, you know, our son, our firstborn son was born with a neck injury and I would have never guessed it. Never guessed it. But some of the signs of that can be if your child is only nursing, only latching on one side. It or having trouble latching at all. Having tr- trouble latching at all. But yeah, having on one side's a dead giveaway. Only going to only preferring one side. Um, that means that your child doesn't want to turn its head that way because there's some sort of restriction or it's painful for them to do there's that, right? There's a subluxation. There's a subluxation there. So um, that's that's definitely a clear sign. Another one I see very frequently is when parents will bring their kid in and they don't even see it or they may have noticed it, but they don't realize it to be a problem is that the kid's hair is worn off on one side of the head, but not the other. Or the worst version of that is when the kid's head starts to develop a flat spot on one flat side. Flat spot on one side, right. And that's a clear indication that when they're sleeping that they are not turning their head one right. way or the other or they don't sleep sometimes on the right or left, that they're only sleeping in one position because they cannot turn their head to the other side. Right, right. So it's crucial for those kids to come into a chiropractor and get checked. Flat head hair worn off on one side, doesn't like to turn their head to one position versus the other, um, prefers to nurse on one side versus the other. Um, all of those preferences are going to show you, they're going to be very clear indications um, at home that this is a child that really needs to be checked. I mean, listen, I think I think that a chiropractor should be in every single place where a mom is giving birth. Yeah. If it's at home, if it's in a birthing center, if it's in a hospital, there should be chiropractors in every like this should be the norm is that there's a chiropractor that is inside of all all yeah. places where a lady give birth. Unfortunately, birth. what we see a lot of times these kids are born and they're they're grabbed by the head and pulled out and there's a lot of strain on the neck, there's a subluxation in the neck and already that that real delicate neck curvature is being affected. And then the mom comes in and the story goes like this, like, yeah, they're only nursing on one side. They don't sleep very well. They're up all hours of the night. Um, They're actually having a lot of reflux. Uh, They're on their third ear infection. Um, They're really colicky. These are all indications of subluxation. 
Right. That because the nerves are what are controlling everything, when there's pressure on those nerves, it's amazing how there's so many more symptoms. So checking kids right away. We're going to talk a little bit more about this. We're going to get a little bit more into as that curve develops, what do we do to keep that curvature? Right. How do we lose it? And really, really how critical is that to our health? You're not going to want to miss this because you're going to be blown away by how critical it really is to our health. So you're welcome to give us a call if you want to schedule an appointment. Our phone number is 513-777-7575. The other way to get a hold of us is going to alignhealthcenter.com and clicking on schedule a new first patient, a new patient appointment right there. Thank you for listening. We'll be back. You're listening to Align Your Health on 55KRC, the talk station. Everybody, this is Align Your Health on 55KRC, the talk station. I'm Dr. Ryan Berlin, sitting here with my wife, Ryan Berlin, and we're talking about the cervical curvature, the arc of life, the neck curve, and why it's so critical and what it has to do with your health. So we just went through, if you missed the first segment, go back and listen to this um, on iTunes. You can go back to uh, Align Your Health on iTunes and check out the podcast there. The next thing we really want to talk about is the posture of of our neck and our and right. our head and and the cervical curvature's role in supporting the head over the body. So go so first of all go to a nursing home. Yeah. Or if you're in a nursing home, look around. <laughs> right. Look right. at everyone around you and and or if you're listening right now you're not in a nursing home. Now, imagine being in a nursing home. Imagine older people like in their 70s, 80s and 90s. Right. Right? What does their posture look like? They have that roundedness this, to their yep. upper back. Yep. Their head starts coming forward. You know, just put a walker out in front of them. Just imagine somebody over a walker, their head's out front. They got that humped back. Yep. Some people even have that hump at the very top of their back called yes. a dowager's hump. Yes, my grandmother and had that. Men and women can have it, but it's yep. more common to see in women. And uh, a lot of that has to do with some of the things that women do that men don't do, like nursing and, and, and stuff like that. Right. Why right. women develop that more than men. But the role of the head over the body is a real critical one. I challenge all you guys right now, if you're with a friend or you're with a family member, you're going to do a little exercise right now. If you're driving your car, don't do this. You can do it later. <laughs> Wait what, until you're stopped. What I want you to do is gra- grab whoever you're with in the room right now and have them, one of you guys, stand up against a wall. Right. Um, so that your right arm is against the wall and your left arm is out away from the wall. So you're sideways. They're looking at you from the side. So they're going to stand looking at your left arm. Your right arm's against the wall and you're going to be looking straight ahead. They're looking at you from the side. So they're looking at your ear, shoulder, hip. And what they should be able to do is draw a line straight down from your ear. It should intersect the middle of your shoulder. It should then intersect again the middle of your hip. And it should then intersect again your knee and your ankle. Wow. And what you'll see very frequently is probably one of the two of you, if not both, the head is out in front of the body, meaning the middle of the ear is a good inch out in front of the shoulder. Mm-hmm. That the shoulders, if not, the shoulders might be rounded forward to match it. So now the head might be over the shoulders, but take a look at the shoulders in relation to the hip the hip in relationship to the knee and then the ankle. And what you're going to see is one or more of those points are very frequently off. And it usually starts with the head, that the head getting out in front of the body. Why would the head get out in front of the body? Tech neck, tech snack, um, sitting in front of a computer all day, 
driving all day, um, sleeping on pillows that prop your head way too far forward. Having the TV at the um, foot of the bed and laying on your back watching TV at the foot of the bed. Yep. yep. Laying, laying down in bed and using a laptop on your lap while your head's up in a propped up position. Yep. These are all things that really destroy that neck curvature. So here's what happens is first the head moves forward. It's called forward head posture or another fancy name for it's anterior head carriage. And your head weighs approximately 10 pounds, 10 to 12. <laughs> we learned that in uh, Jerry, Jerry Maguire. Right? <laughs> Jerry, do you know the human head only weighs? <laughs> so yeah. Right, right. If you remember that cute little kid from Jerry Maguire, he told you the human head weighs about 10 pounds, 10 to 14 pounds, about the weight of a bowling ball. Right. Now imagine trying to hold a bowling ball, like prop your arm up like you were a waiter with a serving tray. Right. And you could hold a bowling ball there for quite a while. Right. But now turn your arm around and hold that bowling ball way out in front of you yep. Yep. as if you were trying to hand someone over something across, you know, a uh, counter or something like that. Right. Um, hold your hand out in front of you and imagine that bowling ball being there. So the difference between propping it up like a waiter with a serving tray over your shoulder that would be like your head, you know, being in the proper position. You're able to support that, and then your arm in that is is resembling the cervical curvature. Right, Put your right. hand out in front of your body and hold it there. That would be an example of forward head posture. Imagine how how much harder it would be to hold that bowling ball out in front of you. So what the research says is when your head does that, when your head starts coming forward over your neck and shoulders, for the first inch that it moves out in front of your uh, where it's supposed to be for one inch. So 24 millimeters, which we see all the time, I would say 60 to 70% of the people walking through my door have an inch of forward head posture. Right. Right. Now your head effectively weighs about 20 to 28 pounds over your neck and shoulders is what the research says. Now the weight of your head didn't actually change, but just like changing the position of that bowling ball because of the structure of the spine, it feels like it now weighs 20 to 28 pounds. People will very frequently tell me that. Like I have all this tension in the back of my neck or across the upper part of my shoulders. Why? Because they're, they're trying to hold their head out there in that position because the structure of their spine doesn't have a good curvature to it. And, And so instead the muscles are having to overact and, and react to that stress. Now move it forward another inch. That sounds like a lot, but Oof. you would be blown away. 20 to 30% of the people that walk through my door have about two inches of forward head posture. Two inches of head posture, forward head posture, you double the weight again. So not 10, 14, going up to 28, but now 28, double it. Now we're talking about, what is that? 48 to 56, yeah. 54 pounds, something right, like that. right. No wonder your headaches are happening. No wonder your neck and shoulders are killing you. But what most people don't realize is that when the head slides out in front of the body, in order for it to be way out there, they'd have to be looking down. Right. Unless they overcompensate and start hyperextending from the base of the skull. And now what they do is they actually crush the nerves coming out just underneath the skull. And those nerves, all your cranial nerves, go to your eyes, ears, nose, throat, sinuses, everything in your head. So headaches... Allergy issues, yep. ear infections, cry- chronic sinus congestion, anything related to your head. Believe it or not, bad teeth. Wow. If you have bad teeth, your kids have bad teeth, there's a chance that they have a really bad neck curvature. Wow. Because the nerves that go to the teeth, the facial nerve, the trigeminal nerve, all the nerves that innervate the teeth come out of the upper neck. So just like you could have nerve pressure... And the nerve pressure from a subluxation in your neck could be affecting 
your ears so that you had developed chronic ear infections. If you had pressure on nerves that were going to your teeth, your teeth are going to be weaker from the inside out. You're going to be more prone to dental caries, meaning cavities and other conditions, um, tooth sensitivity. So when people have weak teeth, I always suggest that they go get their neck curvature checked and make sure. And if you go to a chiropractor, first of all, a chiropractor is the only person that's licensed and trained to correct these spinal curvatures. Right. If you go to a chiropractor, number one, they should be taking an x-ray or else how would they know whether you have a loss of the cervical curvature, the lordosis of the neck? Right, right. Lord, the lordosis of the neck, when you lose that, medical doctors used to think that it was just a, a simple postural issue, that maybe right. you'd have more muscle issues over right. time, like pain. Now we know that losing the cervical curve of the neck literally destroys our health. It's a very, very, very serious condition. So healthcare is slowly changing from a symptom disease-based system to more of a functional and performance-based system. Um, and, and when it changes like that, the structure of the human body is something that we know has to be not only maintained but really restored when we run into seeing problems like that. So the curvatures of the neck, I love this. This is in the Journal of Neurosurgery. Patients who required surgery for cervical spondylitic myelopathy – so they had a, a degenerative issue with their spine. It, this study revealed that those patients who had a normal cervical curve prior to their surgery showed post-operative neurological improvement significantly better than surgical patients who did not have a curvature in their spine pre, pre-surgery. So even the research is coming out showing that the, the position of your spine is so critical when it comes to really your outcomes and healing. We're going to talk more about this and talk more about, you know, some of the research when it comes to the the role of your spine and your health, the role of your cervical curve and your health. So we're going to spend about the next 10 minutes or so going through how does that relate to your health and what do you do? Yeah. How do you get a curve back? Yeah. What do you do if you've lost that curvature? Tell them one more time about our event. Yeah, coming up this this coming Tuesday, May 7th, 6.30 p.m. Go on to DrRyanLive.com. Um, click on events and you can get signed up right now to reserve your spot. Once we fill up, we're, we're full. We can't take any more. So go on there and, um, and get a seat there. Mars versus Venus, Mars men's versus and women's Venus. health. Yep. And if what you're hearing so far about the neck curvature and about the spine has you intrigued and you want to become a patient, it's really simple. Just pull out your phone right now, dial 513-777-7575, and we save five appointments every single week specifically for radio show guests who call in. You're listening to Align Your Health on 55KRC, the talk station. Hey everybody, this is Dr. Ryan Berlin and my wife Ashley. We're sitting here talking about cervical curvatures. You're listening to Align Your Health on 55KRC, the talk station. We're talking about the neck curve. Yes. So if you don't know what I'm talking about when I say cervical lordosis or cervical curve, we're talking about the curve in your neck that's supposed to be there. And unfortunately, there's a good percentage of the population that's lost most of it. Yep. Some have lost all of it, and it's reversing in a condition called kyphosis in the wrong direction. Little quick fact here, kyphosis, cervical kyphosis. Right. In the Journal of the American Geriatric Society, they said cervical kyphosis, patients who had cervical kyphosis, the curve going the wrong way, on average, 
lived 15 years less than patients who had a cervical lordosis. Right. So not only is your neck curve critical, it literally is detrimental to your longevity and your health. Determines the length of your life. Uh, who wants to live a shorter life? Not me. And uh, not that they, they documented all this in that study, but I guarantee if we went back in that study, the people who had died earlier also suffered more disease before they died. Absolutely. So, you know, you know, what's interesting about that, too, is is uh, here's a question is if I'm listening to you right now and you're saying, you know, you have you could have kyphosis, you could have lordosis, you could have these these things going on. How do you know? And I can say to you uh, and listen, you you might have a we might differ here. We haven't talked this through, you know, but what I would say initially, my my reaction um, just in the patients that I've seen walk through the clinic um, if you're not taking care of your spine, it's not going in the right direction. Yeah, I, I can almost guarantee if you're not currently seeing a chiropractor. Right. And I mean, this is just based on literally a decade of experience and taking care of tens of thousands of patients, hundreds a week, 400 to 500 every single week for uh, over a decade, is that I have never seen a healthy spine on someone who, was, who, was, who wasn't being proactive meaning getting adjusted by a right. chiropractor. Right. Every single every single patient that comes in the door. In fact, sometimes the skeptics will say, "Well, how many how many people have you ever seen with a healthy spine?" And the answer is very few. Right. Very right. few ever unless they're being proactive about it. Right. Because there are just too many things that we do that break down our spine. The evidence of that is talk to most people. They're having some neck pain. They're having tension in their middle back, their upper shoulders, where they keep their stress. They're having headaches. They have sinus congestion. All these things that are related to subluxations in the spine. So you know, don't take my word for it, though. Listen to this. Loss of optimal cervical spinal structure and its resultant pathologies are known in medical literature by multiple, numerous names, including spondylosis, spinal stenosis, cervical compression, myelopathy, spondylochondrosis, cervical herniation, subaxial disc space narrowing, <laughs> cervical fixation, cervical radiculitis, vertebral subluxation, many more. Vertebral subluxation is perhaps the most accurate description of loss of the normal vertebral position. What it means is sub, meaning less than, luxation, the condition of the vertebra being in their proper position and movement. So you have this subluxated vertebra as a vertebra that's not dislocated. It's not completely out of joint. Right. There's small misalignments which cause abnormal nerve transmission. Right. This results in a state of disharmony, lowering the resistance in the, in, in the body and the ability to heal. Vertebral subluxation also causes abnormal joint physiology, which results in degeneration of the bones and soft tissues. So I, don't you know, take my word for right. it. Take... Elf Briggs word for yes. it. Who is Elf Briggs? I love this. He was a neurosurgeon. Mm-hmm. And he had shown, he showed through his work that the loss of normal cervical curve stretches the spinal cord anywhere from five to seven centimeters and results in abnormal tensions on the hindbrain, hindbrain, brain, cranial nerves, cervical cord, and cervical nerve roots. Yep. So basically what he was saying is when you lose the neck curvature, which most, if you're listening to this right now and you have a neck, chances are, if you're not under corrective chiropractic care, right. that you have a loss of the neck curvature. And because you have a loss of the neck curvature from using computers, from driving, from using iPads and iPhones, et cetera, that your spinal cord is being stretched five to seven centimeters. So we're talking roughly a quarter to a third of an inch. And when that happens, what happens is it actually flattens out and puts tension on the brainstem spinal cord and all the nerve roots. 
What this does is it literally has been shown to shut down the transmission of signals through the nervous system by up to 60%. Wow. Imagine your heart only getting 60% of its nerve function. Nope. Imagine, like, have you ever woken up and felt like your leg was asleep? Yes. You can still feel it, right? Right. What percentage can you still feel? Well, like maybe 30, 40%. Yeah. Like it's numb, but you feel the tingling, you feel the sensations. Right. You can still stand up and you can tell your foot's on the ground, but it almost feels like it's kind of dead. Yep. Yep. You've lost a significant amount of nerve function from compression on a nerve. Right. You're either sleeping in a position or we're crossed legs sitting in a position where you're putting tension on a nerve. (laughs) And what happened is your butt or your leg or your foot or your arm fell asleep. (laughs) That same thing happens when you lose the cervical curve. You also damage about 60% of the signals, but most of those nerves aren't just going to your arms, your leg, your butt. They're going to your heart and your lungs and your gallbladder and your liver and your kidneys. And so you're wondering why your gallbladder is only functioning at 40% and they want to remove it because there's been interference and damage to the nerve signals. You're wondering why you're getting frequent urinary tract or kidney infections or you're wondering why you're getting reflux all the time because the nerves are literally being stretched and pinched and damaged. Yes. Now, now, I, I, people, yes. So let me throw this one back to you. You're right. not the chiropractor. No. So the, the skeptic <laughs> no. the skeptic will say, well, come on. Well, you're telling me that all those conditions are the result of problems in my spine? 1,000%. Listen, it's kind of funny when it's your arm. I remember when we first got married, right? And we watched a movie on the couch. And for some reason, I was laying in an awkward position and both my arms fell asleep. And when I realized it, I jumped up and I was literally like swinging my arms around. And I was yelling. I'm like, my arms don't work. What happened? My arms don't work. Um, a little more high anxiety of a person kind of shows through. Like I totally freaked out. But honestly, after a couple minutes of shaking my arms out, it was fine. They worked again. The full function came back. The blood came back and it was fine. And that's kind of funny. It's kind of a funny story. But it's not funny when it's a nerve going to your heart. Yep. It's not funny when it's a nerve going to a significant organ and you can't just jump up and shake it out. So how can I say this? How can I say that with confidence? Well, University of Chicago hypertensive study. We did this when we did our heart disease show. We go back and listen to us on iTunes right. on Align Your Health. But we talked about how University of Chicago's hypertensive unit showed that pressure on a certain nerve in the neck when you relieve that pressure, uh, hypertension went away. High blood yes. pressure went away. You know, I could show you studies on reflux that when people get adjusted at T5 through 9, the nerves that go from the, the segments of the spinal column from T5 through 9 in the middle back go right to the upper digestive system. When patients mm-hmm. are getting adjusted in that area where the celiac plexus and the celiac ganglion are, the gastric plexus, where all the nerves go to the upper digestive system, they get adjusted there, their reflux goes away. Why? Because they didn't have reflux. They had a subluxation. And the subluxation was causing the reflux. Right. Or when my mom came in in AFib and you adjusted her and her heart heart rate normalized again. Like that is tons of research on it. There is so much research on it. Dr. Louis Casamajor, 1906 was quoted, and this is, you got to remember, 1906, 1895 is when chiropractic was founded. So in 1906, chiropractic had been around for about 11 years, and Dr. Louis Casamajor, medical doctor, professor of neurology in New York City, said, I have seen pain and illness of the human body caused by these subluxations. Talking about these subluxations, meaning these things that chiropractors are talking about. We've been conditioned to believe that health problems begin or they're really indicated by some type of a symptom. But nothing could be really further than the truth from the truth that in any health condition, the symptoms, the last thing to show up 
right? not the first. And the converse is true, is that they're also the first thing to go away. Typically, symptoms go away first before the condition's actually better. Right. So think of a cavity. When does the pain of a cavity show up? It shows up after you've had the cavity for a while. Vertebral subluxations in the spine are often referred to as the silent killer because they destroy the health and healing potential of the human body long before the presence of symptoms ever even shows up. So if you're having symptoms of any condition, go have a chiropractor check your spine. Make sure they get an x-ray. And in our office, it's usually about eight weeks back to optimum health. That in eight weeks, we can get people back to functioning better on average. That it does not take a lifetime. However, After that, you want to keep it healthy for a lifetime. So most of our patients come in on a weekly or maybe biweekly basis to get adjusted to keep their body functioning at top notch. So if what you heard interests you today, call us at 513-777-7575. We'd love to work with you. Be one of the first five patients to call. We'll make sure we get you in this week. If you want to come to our event, go to drryanlive.com. Get registered by clicking on Menu Then Events. Please continue to check out our podcast on iTunes at Align Your Health. Thanks for spending this uh, Sunday afternoon with us. Absolutely. Until next time, you're listening to Align Your Health on 55KRC, the talk station.